What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the FedEx St. Jude Classic 2023 DFS DraftKings Preview. DB here, Pat Perry with me. It's a Monday afternoon. We're talking about the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. We have a great show we're going to talk about. Each range, we're going to talk about our picks, maybe where the chalk could be, some steam catchers, some pivots, mm-hmm. some strategery. We've also got a huge contest to announce. For those of you that have already seen the betting show, you might already know. You probably already know about this contest, but big old contest that you're not going to want to miss. That announcement coming here in just a few minutes. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm honoring Lucas Glover again, Pat. I did change the hat shirt, but you little, know. little sideways action, little little cockeyed, little cockeyed. I wonder if he's mm-hmm. a lefty, like dominantly. Because don't lefties tend to do that? Aren't you a lefty? I am a lefty. Is mine cockeyed? No, yours is bit. always usually pretty pretty straight. It's, yeah. That's probably your OCD tendencies. But don't yeah. a lot of lefties like kind of tend to do that? Um, I don't know. I had never I've never heard that before. Oh, I thought that was a thing. Um, uh, maybe it is. We talked about Lucas on the show a good bit. You know, talked about him last week. Did a whole Instagram video about his miscut at the 3M Open and why that doesn't tell the whole story and why you need to dig in on stats and realize what happened and probably hop back on the Lucas Glover train. Was he on my betting card? No. Your betting card? No. No. Uh, I did have him in some DFS, but I had him. I had him with some some bad other other bad decisions. Um, right off the bat, let's talk about some of the DFS results from the win. I'm just kind of a little post-mortem here. You only had about 5 to 6% of DFS lineups get 6-6 through the cut at the Wyndham. Obviously, Denny McCarthy and Alex Smalley tanking a ton of lineups. Denny was around 45% owned in the $555 cool. contest. So if you think, you know, if you think the Sharps were, you know, not playing Denny, you're you're wrong. At least the people with more money to enter a bigger contest definitely played Denny McCarthy. He felt drastically underpriced and people just bid on it. Uh, your perfect lineup would have only spent about $47,800 of your $50,000 salary cap allotment. It would have scored 693 points at around 58% total ownership. And you would have had Lucas Glover, Ben On, Russell Henley, Billy Horschel, Webb Simpson. Do you remember me saying Webb Simpson last week? was like a little, I had a little feeling about it. Yeah, I do. I do. I didn't play any of them. But I had a little feeling on Monday. Yeah. And Michael Kemp. Uh, so you would you would have had a 10K guy in there, Henley. Henley was really the only 10K guy that that paid off his price whatsoever. Uh, an 8K player, three sevens and a six. Uh, what else do I want to say here? Mm. Out of curiosity, mm-hmm. where did Troy Merritt finish? Troy Merritt. Yeah. So our 6K draft, which we'll do later. Our 6K draft. Did good in terms of getting guys through the cut. We got four of six through the cut, but no real top performers. In fact, Merritt was the worst of the four that made the cut at 58th. Um, Dylan Wu finished 51st. Peter Quest finished 45th. And Tyler Duncan finished 38th. Our boy Doc Redman and Justin Lauer missed the cut. Um, Anyway, four of the top 10 highest owned players returned value with another four missing the cut. So. In terms of the chalk, it was kind of boom or bust. Obviously, Denny, Alex Molly being on that bust side of things. So there you go. That's a little bit of uh, DFS recap on the Wyndham. <sighs> you know, it's a fun tournament. We talked about the seven, the top seventy number. You know, but we let's move on. Let's let's move on. Shout out to our our very own our Discord Nut Hut, our uh, Discord's very own Eric Cole. We have we have Eric Cole in our Discord. Yeah, he's a great. Yeah. 
great member of the community, but also a great DFS player. Took down a nice little, I think it was a showdown, showdown contest. Beat McLovin out of first place that went 20 yeah. grand. Very nice. nice. work. He was, he was lamenting Billy Horschel not making any birdies on, on Sunday, and then Silly finally comes through for him and makes that last that birdie on the 18th hole. And uh, I think that won it for him. So, you know, at yeah. least Horschel won something for somebody. Not me. Didn't win anything for me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> God damn it. Uh, oh, yeah. Listener League. Pat, the yeah. Listener League finals are this week. Some lucky winner is going to get a weekend experience with me and you yeah. in either Augusta or Savannah playing some golf. Um, having some food, some beers, having a good time. This is probably the, I don't know, it's like the fourth time we've done this. It's had a great time every, every single year. But you have to be a member of the Nut Hut, of the Discord, throughout the year to be able to, uh, to, to contend in this. Um, and you need to give us an update because we have, this is the final week. So we're going to crown a winner this week. Yeah, so basically, um, this is the final week. And, um, you know, the top 20 basically are still in it this week so the top 20 advance into i mean you know it's it's uh it's it's kind of about a five to six man race but still you know everybody has a mathematical chance in the top 20 so um yeah we're getting down to the last week um do do you need a update on you know do you want any any listeners that are in the standings there or you just want uh just me to tell that that's this is the final just uh, so you say it's only about a five or six man race. Just real quick, throw out the throw out the screen name so they know they're in it. All right, so here we go. Um, these are the top five. We'll go with the top five, okay? Okay. AK, our, our boy Alan Klutz, AK, author of the Power uh, Fade. Yeah, is up there. Uh, Which I believe had one. Denny McCarthy on it last week. Yeah. Um, J J E Sayer, John Sayer, uh, uh, absolute props props god in the discord if you just go in there and tail je sayer in the discord yep. props you make all your money okay uh, ob1 bomber don't know who that is okay uh, uh you do uh, yeah. i think he goes by party uh p-a-r-t-e-e oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, i do know the, uh and then that damn i just looked ak had smalley and denny as the two fades in the power fade article last week yeah he had a great great article um s rogers zero three two four okay um helps out by the way with the with yep. the listener league. So he's up th- he's up there um and then could be cooking Tar- the books don't know could be cooking the books yeah i mean <laughs> tar heels for real yep is in fifth and you know what i gotta give i gotta give six a shout out our our boy marscus marscus our, our, our buddy marscus is in sixth place lady marcus um, yes he is almost 160 points behind but you never know I mean, if you throw out a like a clunker of a lineup, like a one of six, well, everybody's gonna make the cut. But you know what I mean? Like this is that's the thing. It's gonna be hard to it's gonna be yeah. hard to 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 catch up to the guys at the very top because yeah. of the everybody's getting six to six. You gotta hope and pray that they play somebody and they that person withdraws. Yeah. If so. if I were in the like third, fourth, fifth, sixth spot, I might try to find a way to get to Memphis and you know. Give give some guys the you know some some slip something in their drink you know yeah yeah but I mean it's it's gonna come I mean I believe our boy AK has a a sixty point lead 
So um, it's going to be hard to come out. Wow. You know, it's going to be hard to overcome that. But wow, look, I mean, stranger it's things. Go- have it's kind of like golf. You know, yeah. things you could choke. You yeah. could choke. You know, you could get a little too nervous, overthink things. Yeah. Just put out a terrible lineup, like all guys in that finish in, you know, fifty third place. Yeah. It's gonna be tough to do. Tough to do. Uh, we'll update and announce the winner on next week's show. Speaking of next week, it's the BMW Championship, the second event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. The top fifty after this week are gonna move on to play at Olympia Fields outside of Chicago. Your boy DB gets to go. Uh, Pat, unfortunately, we we tried, but Pat, you know, Pat, Pat has a real job, so he can't he can't travel, but. Uh, working with the PGA Tour and DraftKings Sportsbook in Chicago next week. I'll be there. If you're there on Tuesday or Wednesday, that's awesome. Maybe we'll see each other. Um, Tuesday morning, doing a piece of content with DraftKings Sportsbook and the tour at the, at the DK bar right outside of Wrigley Field. And then we're driving up to Olympia to do some more content. Would love it if you would support that content. Like it, engage with it, share it, retweet it, read whatever. Uh, engage with that content because it, it obviously helps us, looks great on us. Uh, but also. If the PJ Tour is going to spend money, and they are, on betting content and gaming content, then it helps if that audience gives them some feedback by engaging in it and sharing it and saying, yes, we, we like this, we want this, lean into it some more. If it's yeah. crickets, they're less likely to do it. So we need to positively reinforce the Tour and DK for doing this in the middle of August when all everybody can think about is football. So um, that'll be fun. I think we're going to have – I'll be on both shows next week. We'll handle it. Uh, there might be a slight change up in Wednesday's uh, lunchtime and Wednesday night chat. I'll be traveling back that day. But I will be on the course all day Wednesday as media as well and Tuesday. And I'll be sending in some goodies, some nuggies into the Discord. You better believe it. But I just may not be able to be on the chat. So with that, Pat, let's get into the FedEx St. Jude Classic. TPC Southwind. Uh, we talked a little bit about the golf course on the betting show, so we won't get into it too much. I guess. What you need to know is we do have plenty of history here. We've been playing at Southwind for a long time. In terms of recent history, last year was the first year it was played here as a FedEx Cup playoff event, but it was top 125, and there was a cut. Will Zalatoris beat Sepp Straka in a playoff. Obviously, Willie Z is uh, still recovering from injury. The mm-hmm. previous three years, it was a WGC event, so a lot like this one. Top 70 to 75 kind of players, strong field, no cut. Abraham Answer beat Sam Burns and Hideki Matsuyama in 2021. Uh, Justin Thomas, RIP for the playoffs, won in 2020, and Brooks Kepka won in 2019. 2018 and beyond, it was kind of the St. Jude Classic. It was a full-field event with a cut. DJ won in 2018. Daniel Berger won in 2017 and 16. So um, par 70, about 7,400 yards, kind of a, a, an interesting course. I read a quote uh, on the betting show, and I put more player quotes in the Discord today. Seems like a place where, where a lot of different players can win. So some things to think about before we get into picks and kind of the ranges. Obviously, 70 players and no cut means you have potential for duplicate lineups. You could be, uh, you know, it, the, the margins might be even smaller than they normally are if nobody withdraws and everybody's got six golfers playing all through the week. So be smart with that. Don't, don't make too many lineups that you think are, are pro probably easily duped a good way to do that is make sure you leave a substantial a more i would say a more substantial amount of money on the table i mean yeah every week we do these these recaps and 98 times out of 100 the perfect lineup 
not necessarily the winning tournament lineup, but a perfect lineup did not ha- did not spend all their cash. So, you know, and with the strength of this field, you could definitely make a case to save a thousand, even fifteen hundred, two thousand yeah. dollars if you're really doing a lot of contest entries, and it makes sense. Uh, what else, Pat? Mm. Talk a little bit more about line of construction here, but I think that's a big one. Yeah. It's just remembering that leaving cash on the table is a good way to help help differentiate yourself and leave a good bit of it. We'll talk more as we get through these uh, these ranges here. Um, <clears throat> top of the board, let's take a look. Scotty Scheffler, Rory, Rom, Hovland, Shoffley, five players above at 10K or above, including Scheffler getting up into the 12K range. Uh, and then you've got kind of Morikawa, Fleetwood, Spieth, Fowler, Hatton, Cantlay in the 9K range. I guess first off, let's let's take it piece by piece here. From Xander up to Scotty, I have a question. I'm going to include Cantlay here. I was kind of looking at this range, yeah. thinking about where might people go. And I, I think, who do you think is going to be this? I'm going to start off difficult here. Who do you think is going to be the lowest owned between Victor Hovland Xander Hoffley, Xander Hoffley, <laughs> Xander Hoffley, Xander Shoffley, and Patrick Cantlay, those three. Because I, now, overall, I think in this 9K range, maybe with the exception of one player we'll get to in a minute, I think overall we're going to see kind of like we saw last week, where like everybody was kind of something owned. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't, there was a few like over 20 into the 25% range in, the, in that upper tier, but everybody was getting at least like that 13 to 14, 15% look. There wasn't anybody like really overlooked. So, I mean, obviously there's going to be some play there, but I think, you know, John Rahm is going to be a popular play. He's got a good track record here at TPC Southwind. We saw him play well at the Open Championship. Um, he's $1,000 less than Scotty Scheffler. People love playing Rory and Scotty at the same time. So like those three are obviously going to get some looks, which makes me wonder if that little group of three might be a little a little passed over, but which one's going to be the most ignored between Hovland, Cantlay, and Shoffley? I kind of feel like it's... This is a difficult one, because I... Um, my gut feeling is Shoffley. It's not I, was, I was kind of thinking... I was actually kind of thinking the same thing. If it were Eastlake, it would not be Shoffley. No. No. Um, I mean, and, and Shoffley hasn't been, you know, terrible here either. I mean, he's got a decent, you know, top 10 a few years ago. Um, you know, his, his recent results aren't fantastic. I, I just feel like Cantlay, despite missing this cut at the Scottish and not having a great open championship, I feel like he's going to have a little more ownership, getting a little bit cheaper price there. And I'm a big fan of Hovland this week, too, but I think he's going to be a little bit more chalkier than Shoffley. So I'll go Xander there. Yeah, I think, um, I think Cantlay might turn people on with that total driving, you know, just how accurate he is with the driver. Mm-hmm. Not that Xander's inaccurate necessarily, but Cantlay just really hits a ton of fairways with the, with the driver um, and still hits it long enough. You got to really play from the fairway at TPC Southwind, that's for sure. So I could kind of see that happening. Neither him nor... Shoffley, like tremendous records here. I guess Shoffley has him edged a little bit with a slightly better finish at sixth at the 2020 WGC event. Uh, Cantley with an, a 12th in 2019. So that the history is kind of the same. It looks very much the same. Um, 
And with no cut, you know, I, I, I do feel like Cantlay is more likely to have a high upside finish. But, um, yeah, I kind of agree there. I, Rom is, is kind of my favorite above them, as, as I think he might be for a lot of folks. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think he's going to be owned by too much more um, than Rory or Scotty. But I, I like the thousand dollar savings from Scotty. Obviously, the question marks with Scotty's the, the putter, and you know, at twelve one in a stacked field, I would just rather, I would rather you not have that many question marks if I'm playing you up here. It is interesting too that we've not seen anybody in the nine K range since the Open Championship. So it's been a couple weeks. You know, it's been a few weeks, yeah. and all these guys are pretty much solidified. Maybe with the exception, with the exception of like Spieth and Fleetwood, I believe, uh, they're they're all pretty solidified in the top thirty. Which it doesn't mean they can't move backwards, but you know they're not they're not highly likely to fall out of it, even with a bad week. No, but, I, I wouldn't think so. Um, what do you what, what are you doing with Rory? Um, I I, I will probably ignore Rory. As I usually do. As you, yeah, I was about as to say. I usually do. I don't love him on like hyper Bermuda tracks, even though, like, listen, he's Rory. I mean, he's he's played well at almost every course ever since he's been on tour. Um, so you, I'm sure somebody will be like, "Well, what about the players or whatever?" But just historically, I think he's his baseline's probably worse with with Bermuda. Um, I don't know. I can look at that. I guess now on Fantasy National, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the lowest surface that he's got. I just don't. I would. Ra- I just rather play Rom. I think I'm probably only going to play one of those guys. Yeah, I think for me too. I'm. I'm with you here. I would rather play Rom. I, I think he's probably going to have a little bit lower ownership too than Rory. And I, I feel like, you know, Rory has said that um, you know the FedEx Cup is his major. <laughs> okay. Not really. I don't think he really said. I don't that. think he has either. <laughs> but, but he does like winning. Feels, huh? He does like winning them. He does. He loves winning them, and I feel like it, there's going to be a time to maybe throw him in your lineup in these in, the, in these next few weeks. But I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid him. I think this week. Um, I'm sure in in the next couple of weeks I'll probably have some shot. I, I I really like though. Um, you know, can't lay up here. Uh, I like Rom too. Before we get into the, the yeah. lower end of this range. So you know, let's talk. Let's talk through the lower end um, with Cantlay, Hatton, Fowler, Spieth, Tommy Ladd. Colin Morikawa. Um, I, I almost think that th- there's a few names down at the bottom. I don't love, like, I mean, the 6K range definitely has some players. I, I could see myself having more of a core in the 8K, 7K range and, and just having a good sprinkle of everybody from Patton to Morikawa. Yeah. I, I think Spieth. I think Spieth is the lowest owned player here come Wednesday night projection. Yeah. In in the 9K and above range. Only because, you know, I guess you could argue form is probably worse. Like maybe you could argue more Akawa, possibly, but two missed cuts each in their last few events. Spieth's been a little erratic. Um, T23 at the open. You know, I, I just... His record here is okay. It's not, it's not incredible either. When you consider no-cut events, WGC stuff, I, I think Speed's going to be the one pivot opportunity. And I, and I'll, yeah. I will take it. I'll bite yeah. him. I don't mind it either. I don't mind it either at all. But I mean, it's, like I said, I don't think he's going to be like 4%. It's not going to be like that. I bet he's still 10. 
But I just think yeah. 9K and above, he's probably the lowest owned player in the whole section. But everybody, yeah. especially from Hatton to Morikawa, I like them all. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, at a course like Southland where you don't have to hit it a mile, it seems like a great spot for Colin Morikawa to take advantage of what he does best. Um, you know, Ricky's not super long anymore. You know, it, it's just going to be interesting to see these guys after we haven't seen them for some, you know, two or three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else in this, in this range? I mean, I don't, I don't really want to talk cash games. So I won't really get into cash with a 70 man, no cut field. I don't think I'll play cash. No, I mean, I, I'm, I kind of with you. I think, I think Spieth is going to be a good play. Fleetwood to me just feels like he's just going to be way too chalky. And I feel like I want to go to Morikawa there. Um, you know, so I'm, you really think he'll be that, that much lower than Morikawa or higher than Morikawa? I think he will be. Yeah. I, I could see Morikawa getting plenty of love with, with just co- from a course fit standpoint. And his, his yeah. record here, last three years, is really solid. It's better than Fleetwood's. Yeah. I think well, they're going to be close. Yeah. Now, Maybe close. I don't know. As we get into the 8K range, could you see yourself having lineups where you play nobody? From 9K or above? Or, is you, mm. or are you leaving too much? Nah, I think you're leaving too much to do that. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, I've already tinkered with it a little bit today. With building lineups without anybody in there. I mean, yeah. talk about a way to differentiate yourself. And we also have seen some DFS contests this year, this summer, where the winner was not in winning GPP lineups. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Before we get to the AK range, though, let's talk about this amazing giveaway. Normally, we, we save this for the spring, January or February, and we may, we may come back to it. I don't know. But, you know, everybody got that email a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago, rejecting you, probably rejecting you for master's tickets. Well, uh, the Tour Junkies have secured master's tickets for Tuesday's practice round. And we would like, we would like to bring two of our friends, you, the listeners. We'd like to bring two of you. We're going to pick one person. You get to bring a friend so you feel comfy. You know, some people feel weird around Pat. So you get to bring a, a friend to make yourself feel more comfortable. But we're going to pick two people, a winner and a guest, to come to Augusta Tuesday of Masters Week, hang out with me and Pat, it's going to be fantastic. And yes. all you have to do is one thing. Give our friends at SoBet a try. We've been talking about them for a while. They've been supporting us since April. SoBet is crushing it right now. It is the place to tail and educate yourself when it comes to sports betting. Every sport imaginable. They've got now over, I think they've got 43 handicappers on the site, all vetted. They're the only people that can post on SoBet, so you're not thumbing through a bunch of junk like on Twitter. And as I said, they are all vetted, so they've got some sort of track record. Transparency required with all picks. you got to give a reason for the picks. you got to give unit values for the picks. you got to be transparent when you win or lose. It is a fantastic platform. And even if you're not in a legal gambling state, you can still download the app, sign up, gain a lot of industry knowledge, a lot of information from the app, possibly use it other places. Totally up to you. Not saying one way or the other. Totally up to you. There's, well, there's also some prop, there's some prop specialists on there. So in the event that you can get on underdog or something, but you can't 
place a legal sports bet like here in Georgia, you could totally still use SoBet for that. All you got to do is sign up for SoBet. That's it. And you're entered. At the end of this contest, which we're going to draw at the Zozo Championship in October, so you got some time, but you may as well get in now. We are going to draw from a list of any user that has signed up with our code and our link on SoBet, and we're going to draw a lucky winner to bring them and a guest to Augusta to hang out with me and Pat on Tuesday. I'm pumped about it. Masters is going to be here, hopefully before we know it. It feels like a long way away, but we got football to kind of get us through, you know? Anyway, football season is going to be hopping on SoBet, too. They're they're supposed to have over 50 handicappers then by the time football launches in just a couple weeks. Plus, they're going to be contributing with us in the Discord on SoBet Saturdays. Every Saturday starting August 26th, they're going to send in a handicapper to help us break down the football slate for that weekend for Nut Hut members. So all you got to do, sign up for the SoBet app, download it. By the way, the app is going to hit the App Store this week. It just got approved. It's hitting the App Store this week, but the desktop uh, website is live now. Click the link in the description. That'll take you to a sign-up page. It'll pre-fill our code TJ, and then you can choose your plan if you want monthly, six months, or a year. If you have that code, which you will, because you'll click the link, you get a discount for the six-month and annual membership. And then at the end, when you go to check out, if you want to try it for a month for free, you can type in TJ Trial at the end when you check out TJ Trial. That's it. That's all I got to do. Sign up for SoBet. Don't have to do anything else. We'll pull your email in October. Maybe you're lucky enough to come hang out with us Tuesday in April. Beautiful. Big thanks to SoBet for that. You, you still there, Pat, or did you check out? You good? We're back. Pat, we're back. Yeah, I'm here. You sure? I'm here. Yeah, I'm just looking down the, down the board here. Okay. 8K range. Why don't you start me off? What do you think? Thoughts? 8K range. Um, wow, there's a lot to think about here. Um, I, I think Matty Fitz is going to be one of my favorites, even though I think he's going to be some, he's going to definitely have some chalk. Agree. Um, but I think Wyndham Clark actually could be, end up being a pretty good pivot play right off of, off of Fitz. Or you can just play them both, you know? Playing both. I, I like I like Clark a lot this week. Um, you know who I think is going to be very low owned mm. and a sneaky good play is at the very Sne- top. A, a Pat sneaky good play. Sneaky Pat's good play. Sneaky good play of the week. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, but Jason Day at eighty nine hundred. Oh, I did not think you were going to say that. Yeah, Day's got a pretty good historic history here. Historic history. Wait a minute. My mind's about to explode. Whoa! He's a sneaky play with historic history here? This is becoming a... <laughs> um, pretty excited about what I'm, what I'm doing here with these, uh, with these words. These big words, Stevie. Um, but you know that little second place at the Open Championship? Um, I mean, you don't like Day? You're, you're not... Um, I definitely thought that he was, I, I definitely thought he was going to get overlooked. I feel like I don't like the price compared to a lot of names below him. There's all, all, an awfully lot of, awful lot of volatility with Jason Day. Yeah. But again, I, I, you know, maybe that's kind of a, that's kind of a thing. In, in a no-cut event, you can really embrace that, right? Embrace the volatility to get different. There's really not an excuse to not have any players in your lineup that are just absolute, just not owned guys. Like you got to have, I mean, obviously every week you got to have them, but like this week, especially for you to pivot 
and roster a guy who's like four or five percent getting completely ignored in a no cut event. They're obviously playing well enough this year to be here. So you could, I think you could totally make that case. I agree with you that I think Fitzpatrick is going to be chalky. The, 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 the record here is going to do a lot for people. Now, the form is a little questionable compared to some other guys in this range, but I don't think it's going to suppress it that much. I, I was thinking, and by the way, Wyndham Clark, I, I love Wyndham Clark. I, I think people are, are on to Wyndham Clark at this point. I mean, God, the guy's won twice. Yeah, He's won the well, damn true. Wells yeah. Fargo and Yeso. Yeah. I actually think Wyndham's going to get some love. I think Sam Burns is going to be a popular play. And I love Sam Burns this week. Talked about him on the betting show, but I will tell you this. Yeah. Sam Burns is one of those players that I am happy to bet on Monday and get some great value on, which I've already done, 40 to 1, and I'm very fine ignoring if he is popular. So yeah. that leaves a few names I think are interesting pivots. The first one I want to ask you about, Tony Finau, who – not yeah. a great record to speak of here outside of his fifth-place finish last year. Gets us a T7 at the 3M at a, at a golf course that he's won on before that definitely suits him probably a little better. I don't, I don't know. Maybe a little better than, than uh, TBC Southwind. But outside of that, we've not seen much out of Tony. But he is, he's got he's to make some moves. For to, if he wants to make any sort of last-minute Ryder Cup push. He's 10th in the yep. FedEx Cup, so he's, he's very likely going to find his way to Eastlake. I mean, he would have to really, I think, screw it up to not be at Eastlake. So he's going to get three shots at it to, to leave an impression so strong on Captain Zach Johnson to get to the Ryder Cup. I don't know that he's going to be able to do it. He's, I think he's going to have to win to do it. Yeah, But I, I do find him an interesting pivot because I don't know that a lot of people will play him. Could be wrong. I do think I, I have, you know, when you just kind of run through this 8K range, that, that is, you know, Finau is kind of one of those that just pops out at you as a guy that, you know, could have some serious upside, mm -hmm. has shown a little bit, you know, a little bit better form, like you said, at the 3M. Um, so I, I'm, I'm with you there on him. Um, this is the range to me that I am very happy completely going away from chalk. I mean, even Fitzpatrick, yeah. same thing as Burns. Like, if Fitzpatrick's super chalk and Finau's half the ownership, I, I'll do it. Homa? Yeah. I mean, Homa's another one. Homa's another one I was just about to bring up. I just I feel like, you know, he's certainly going to be loaned. He's just He has zero steam, it feels like, behind him. So... I, the, my only concern with Homa is the Bermuda record um, from, from yeah. just a putting standpoint. Um, like if you look even, let's see, like he's not had a ton of success on, on Bermuda, but I mean, Homa, Cam Young is another one. Um, I, I think all three of those players, Finau, Homa, Cam Young, could all get a little bit of suppressed ownership if Burns and Fitzpatrick and Wyndham eat it up. Um, yeah. are, are you interested at all in Brian Harmon? T3 I, here last year. I know. And if it's another good spot for Harmon, I yeah. mean, we've, this is, this is a great course for him. So I don't, I don't think you could just say I could, you know, sit here and say I'm completely uninterested. Um, I don't think people are going to want to play him. I don't think they are either. 
it, it's the old thing, you know, coming off of a major. I mean, it, it was not just coming off of a major like this is, you know, Scotty Scheffler coming off of a major or John Rahm coming off right. of a major. This is Brian Harmon coming right. off of a major where you're getting a hero's welcome back to Sea Island and whatever else. And you're, you know, you do have a, a few more distractions that are going to take you a little bit of, away from, you know, where things were kind of going up into uh, the open championship where he was playing well. So I, I think if I were looking at him, I just, I don't know about him in DFS. Uh, you know, maybe if you're, if you're wanting to bet like a top 10 or something on an outright, but I just, I don't know. Even then just doesn't feel right. So. I am willing to play anyone in the 8K range, but the the one that I'm least excited about is probably Jason Day. <laughs> yeah, that's coming back thing. to Jason Day, like uh, maybe and maybe it's just the price too um, relative to the names below him. But um, I, the 8K range for me is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I think I, you're right. And maybe you know I don't know. All right, anything else in the 8K range? Any other questions? No, nah, I think I'm. Good there. Cam Young, by the way, 48th in the FedEx Cup. Got to have a good week if he wants to advance. Yeah, he does. But he's starting to peak. He's had good finishes. John Deere Classic, Open Championship. Starting to do something. Maybe not not peak. I mean, we saw him play much better last year. I mean, his sixth at the JDC is not amazing. But, um, you know, I'm sure left the 3M after after another miscut and said, I got to get on my horse. And we got to take down TBC Southwind. So he's got he's got some he's got some moves to make. Uh, all right, seven K range, did, Pat. Before we get into this, did you know there is a fantasy football contest out there giving three million dollars to the first place winner? Three million, three mils. Okay, they're giving three million dollars to the winner of Best Ball Mania Four over on Underdog. Oh, underdog. Yes. Look at this thing, dude. Do you think either one of us can win this? No, absolutely not. This is the no. largest fantasy football contest ever. $15 million in prizes. It's already 58% full NFL best ball. $3 million to first, a million to second. Good Lord. That is incredible. So get involved on the best ball side on underdog, but also I was going to show people this. Let me let me let me do this. I was going to show people one of my teams. I I'm excited because the uh, un, our friends at Underdog have started with they're doing best ball for the FedEx Cup playoffs. So you can get in by Thursday and draft in the Pup Cup. So you just go to drafts, go to lobby, you go to Pup Cup, you'll see it. But this is one of my completed drafts I did last night, and it's my favorite team I've drafted so far, Pat. Mm, okay. I was in the I was in the uh, I was in the two spot. Wait a minute, was I in the two spot? Yeah, I was in the two spot. Uh, Scheffler went first. I went Rory. You might be surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I went with a lot of upside here. I kind of reached on Fleetwood, Spieth, and Fitz based on their ADP, but I, I loved them, loved all three of them. Then we went Connors, Ben On, Poston, who's hot, Cam Davis, Steven Yeager, who's hot, Aaron Rye. Thoughts? I, you know, I, I think it's a solid lineup, top to bottom. I guess when you're thinking of strategy here, Mm-hmm. It's just trying to make sure you get as many through to the players as possible. The players? You mean the tour championship? I mean the tour championship. I, I mean, obviously, that's a huge part of it. Yes, yeah. but 
I, I do think the more I do them, like obviously it's best ball. So like you want some ups, you want real upside in there. You want mm-hmm. some, and plus the best ball, I was going to show the folks, like if you go to the lobby, you can click on pup cup, you can see 24,000 entrance, 150 K in prizes. So it's about half full right now. Uh, $7 an entry, but the, the, the point structure is like, it's kind of like DraftKings on steroids, like, Four points for birdies, ten for eagles, but it's much more penal if you screw up. You know, yeah, I mean, you get I over you... over a point for a par, but you lose more for a bogey than you gain for a par. You lose three on a double, seven on a triple. So it's it's a little more it's a little more penal than DK, but it still is rewarding your uh, you know your scores. Yeah. Um, so I I have some other lineups where like I I really I took like. And I think you have to be—you have to think a little bit different too. Like you, with with twenty-seven thousand entrants, and you got to advance all the way to the tour championship. And we know, like some somebody, it happens every year. Like somebody from the bottom list of the FedEx Cup is gonna make a run. There's gonna be some guys that make runs and 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 go deeper into the playoffs. Um, we we could we could have a winner here at TPC South, and we've already said I, I feel like this is a, a golf course where a lot of different player types can win. We could have a, a winner come out of nowhere. So I think getting a little weird is interesting, especially if you're doing, or I mean, is a must, especially if you're doing multiple drafts. So I'm going to be yeah. doing a lot more of these before Thursday. And I've already done three that are posted up on our YouTube channel now. They, they're 30 seconds a pick. They go by really fast. It takes like 15 minutes to draft a team. So I've done three live drafts on YouTube. If you guys want to check it out, you can watch that. Um, I do have some underdog credits to give away. So underdog said that if anyone is not currently a member at Underdog, and they use our link starting uh, on uh, Sunday or Saturday of last week. If you sign up using the link in the description, use promo code JUNKIES, you get 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks, and Underdog is going to draw a few people at random, and they're going to give you $25 in Underdog credit. you got to sign up between last Saturday and before the Pup Cup gets going on Thursday morning. So check that out. Oh, also, Pat, I was, I was going to show the people this. Can we do a little football talk real quick? Yeah, 100%. I mean, what else? Would we, you know, uh, I didn't know this, but Underdog has NFL season-long pick'em props. Oh. And there's a dude, a smart dude, that does these things, and I'm tailing him. What do we think about this? I just did this one for 100 This bucks. is a long time to wait on the prop. To, <laughs> to oh, yeah, but I love it. Because yeah. I'll be, I don't know, I just... So it's Adam Thielen lower than I took the low lower side of fifty five and a half receptions. He's got damn Bryce Young throwing Bryce to Young him. Bryce Young throwing to him. Yeah, he's getting older. You know, whatever. Uh, David and Joku over three and a half receiving touchdowns. I could see that. I like that. I like that. I like that with um, Deshaun Watson possibly. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. yeah. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, who went off last year, higher than a thousand fifty and a half receiving yards. Okay. Uh, yeah. So basically, that's a this is a five x entry here. You like it? I, I I don't mind that at all. If uh, if anybody like watching, that. if anybody watching live on YouTube or after the fact, drop in your favorite underdog prop play if you have one. If you have one, if you're an NFL person, would love to see those. So anyway, there's a lot of fun stuff going on in underdog for the NFL season. Obviously, they're also investing in the FedEx Cup playoffs, which is great to see. Click the link in the description. Code Junkies gets you the deposit match and eligible to get an additional $25 in credit given to you um, uh, after Thursday gets going. All right, 7K range, Pat. 
everything from Russell Henley down to uh, one of these uh, Aaron Rye fellas. Taylor Moore. Aaron Rye's. One of them Aaron Rye's. Let's see what I have written down here. Well, let's talk about where we think the chalk is going to go. Um, I think Poston. I think Poston. Quite cheap. I think Henley. I think I agree. I think Henley. I mean, Henley, Henley's odds are up there with like Fitzpatrick and Burns, aren't yeah. they? They are. Uh, I think Straka is going to be a little bit chalky, to be honest. I guess it depends on if people have caught on to the fact that like, Straka is going to either miss a cut or contend to yeah. win or top ten. But he finished, what, second or third here last year? Lost in the playoff to Zalatoris. Oh, that's right, yeah. But, I mean, coming off the missed cut, right? Maybe coming off a missed cut? Let's see. Yeah, missed cut at the 3M. Yeah, but it's just what he does. Yeah, a very good tournament at the Open. So, yeah, you're right. That's, that's kind of what Straka does. That's his thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think... This is probably a better course for him, too, than the 3M. Yeah, you think it about is. It. He likes those precision courses yeah. off the tee. I think Grillo could have some, some chalk. I'm surprised you said that. I like Grillo. I kind of have him as like a in betweener. Yeah, but it just it but feels sh- like the he's way playing he's been well. playing. Yeah, he's cheap. I mean, there's so. a, there's some a number of names I think are potential. Harris English is cheap at seven K right there with Grillo, and it, you know, I mean, he finished thirty third at the Wyndham. I think that was despite the putting being a little subpar for Harris English. He gained strokes with his irons. He's a former winner here at TPC Southwind. I think in 2014. I could see English getting a little love. I think Ben On could get a little love. I think Glover. I think Glover's going to get some love. It's 7,400. Yeah. People feel less icky playing broomstick glove. Mm-hmm. Because the putter's just not so terrible. It's not yeah. Luke List terrible. So, where are the pivots? Well, um... Is Denny a pivot? What is going to happen with Denny? I don't know. What are people going to do with Denny? I mean, I he's two missed cuts in a row, the open and the Wyndham. The, the, the open you can kind of get rid of. Like, you, you can always kind of yeah. get rid of it. Let's, let's take a look. At, let's do a deep dive into his uh, two rounds at the Wyndham. Let's see. So, round one, he finished one under, which I think was one off the cut, right? Yeah. Round one, he was neutral off the tee, gained on a, pro, uh, gained on a round the green, gained putting. Lost 3.10 shots in that one round. He shot, he shot one over round one. Round two, shot two under. Ball striking, you could argue, kind of stayed the same. Instead of neutral off the tee, he lost almost two shots off the tee. He only hit eight of 14 fairways. He lost, an, he lost a shot on approach, so he improved that drastically, but, I mean, hard to do worse than three shots on approach. Gained around the green and gained a lot, gained like 3.6 with the putter. Not, yeah. I mean, it's not awesome. Let's see. Let's, let's look at a hole-by-hole breakdown. On round one, he just, I mean, there were no, like, blow-up holes, but he had five bogeys. Just on that course, you just don't want five, you don't want five bogeys. No. The approach play, let's see, uh, number seven, whatever happened on number seven, that was a par three, that was par, so that was his tee shot on number seven, day one, 
lost him. He almost lost two shots on that one swing alone. 1.74 shots lost on approach on that one swing. That is, that's where it'll get you. Yeah. Honestly, other than that, like, and actually, too, off the tee on round two on number 17, he lost 1.88 off the tee in that one swing. So, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're looking at, that's, what is that? That's like three, over three and a half shots on two swings. Yeah. Three and a half shots, he's making the cut. Easy. He's at, he's at four under. If he does everything else the same, he's at four under and he makes the cut easy. Hello? I've lost connection. Oh, dear. I still see you, but you're, can you hear? you're lagging. There you are. Uh, I don't know. I, can, I, can, I don't know what happened. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, I still see you. You're still here. Okay. All right. Well, I couldn't. All of a sudden, my screen went black. I was like, okay. But, yeah, I mean, lost Uh, lost three and a half shots plus in two swings. I mean, so that means it it makes me a little more interested. Like, that's that's the deep dive. That's, That's what. That's what sometimes we got to do. That's, you know, but, but I still think people love Denny so much. Like, he's not going to get no love. Yeah. Um, you said a guy, and we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but you mentioned a guy at the tail end of the betting show that I think could, could be a pivot. We'll see. And he's 7K. Taylor Moore is, is interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. I like Taylor Moore a lot here. Um, you know, we saw him win at the Valspar. Uh, Bermuda course, difficult, a lot of trouble off the tee, mm-hmm. um, and very similar to this. So I think Taylor Moore and you, let's see, what'd you say? He shot seven under the final round yeah. last week. Um, I, I feel like Taylor Moore has a you know a lot of momentum coming into this week. Um, one, you know, like I said, one earlier in the year. So I, I do like him a lot, um, especially if he's a little bit low owned too. Um, I, I still am a big fan of Cam Davis up here too at seventy two hundred. I like um, Cam a lot. Cam, Coming in with two two straight top ten finishes. He's also sixty second in the cup. He's got to yeah. he's got to move up twelve spots. Yep. He's got to have yep. a week. Yeah. Uh, he does. So I, I really like Cam Davis a lot. I think he gives you a lot of good scoring potential too. Um, another name you mentioned on the betting show that I'm not very interested at all in in outright betting, but I did do some research between the betting show and here, and he did tell Jim Nance this week uh, that while he hated to not defend his title at the Wyndham. He was uh, he was feeling he was feeling better after his injury at the Open Championship and was uh, basically resting up to make sure he could make the playoff run. Tom Kim at seventy eight hundred, who is starting to play really really well again, and gets to a course that you know CPC Southwind's not a bad spot for him. Yeah, DFS maybe the injury suppresses ownership a little bit. Um, I would imagine if he's on if he's on deck for a press conference or two, that may change things. But if we kind of don't hear from tom kim let me see let me check the sheet so currently he is not on the sheet for press conferences to uh, this week so maybe if if he says nothing but we we get a little word on the street that he's better still feels fine i mean yeah. we do know we do know joe scover and his caddy anyway. tom could definitely be one you fire in on if he is yeah. uh you know and put him in a lineup at least at least you know one or two if you if you feel like he's going to be okay, just the way he's been playing, yeah. So. 
There's a couple other names in the 7K range. When, we, when you talk about playing players with high ceilings, possibly volatile, but you get a lot of upside when they get four rounds under their belt. Sahit so the Gala, who's not playing well at all, and Siwoo, who's yeah. playing okay. Um, you know, Siwoo uh, has played here twice not in the last few years, not really done much. Sahit finished 13th here last year, but was seemingly hitting it much better. Let's take a look at Sahith. But anyway, thoughts on those two guys? Because both can score. Yeah, I mean, Sahith worries me a ton off the tee. Yeah, he does me too. He, he, he always does. Um, but doesn't he have, didn't he play pretty well here last year too? Uh, yeah, I just said he finished 13th. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry now, so let's see. Coming but into, see, go ahead. Well, I'm just looking at, so his form coming in is worse. Than it was last year. Yeah, by a, he, by a decent bit. It, it felt like last year he he was because wasn't one of these tournaments recently like one of the tournament where he really should have won last year but didn't. The, the travelers. He he yeah he was close on the tra. It was the travelers in the Genesis right or not yeah. Genesis uh, waste management. Yeah, but the travelers he was runner up. I can't remember exactly what happened on that one, but um, yeah, and then yeah. And then he did okay at the deer, and then he went cold, and then he did did well at, at St. Jude. He gained 4.8 strokes between around the green and putting at the St. Jude. He actually gained strokes off the tee, too, but lost yeah. strokes on approach. But the off-the-tee play lately has not been very good. Yeah. It does worry me. But again, four rounds, no cut. Give me the scoring. I mean, he's, he's interesting. Okay. Yeah. With you. Love the 7. I mean, 8K and 7K range to me is where – like I said, I, I could see myself just maybe more planning some flags in the 8K and 7K and then just playing whoever I want, regardless of ownership up top. I'll, I'll have enough leverage. Yeah, I think you're right there for sure. Um, Anybody else you want to talk through in the 7K? No, I think that's it. Um, okay. Yeah. Good. 6K draft, shall we? All right. Let's do it. Let's see if we can get uh, – well, we know we're going to get 6 of 6. Be the we first do. time well, this yeah. year. Yeah, we do know that. No, we've yeah. had six of six through on the six K draft before. I think one we other have? time. Yeah, I think one time. Okay. Um, all right, six K draft. I am let's see. Um do we go the popular route here? I don't know. Um you know what? I, I I'm I'm intrigued by Thomas Detry. Okay. You know, I'm always kind of a sucker for Detry. I, I'm, There's I'm something intrigued. about him. I think Cole, Smalley, maybe Todd, going to get lots of looks. Detry's, Detry's playing good golf. Yeah. I'll go Detry. Okay. Right. I don't, and I don't think you have to have a lot of experience here. I, don't, I, don't, I, I agree. And you're right. Detry is playing really good. Two, two straight top 25 finishes. Um. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. I was going to go Brendan Todd, who, who we could still put in here. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think this guy's been a little, you know, he's, he's kind of coming in under the radar and has been pretty good lately, too. And, and good most of the year. Now, we did make fun of him after the Masters, but Adam Svensson at 6,700. I had Svensson written down as a possible play here, too. Yeah. I, top, I, top 10 last week. I was so close. You know how you know how every week when we do this, we start preparing for this. There's like the one guy you get you get 
you just see his name and your gut tells you something. And then sometimes you listen to your gut, sometimes you don't. And then you look at the numbers and you either do one thing or another. Last week, I was looking at Svensson. Like, I think Svensson could have a good week. Thinking about like Bermuda, kind of that's that, uh, his RSM win, all that stuff. And I just couldn't pull the trigger and he finishes seventh. <laughs> so now he'll probably suck. Um, you know, a couple popular names down in the 6,400 range. I like them both. I think Andrew Putnam's going to get a lot of attention for his record mm-hmm. here, his solid play of late. Don't mind it, uh, but I'll officially make the pick Adam Schenk. I I think, you know, T31 here last year, 64th last week, but we, we know a little bit about Adam Schenk's mindset going into last week. We know he was prepping for a big run at Memphis. I don't see. I mean, I think. I think in terms of a guy down here who gives you real upside, Adam Shank gives you real upside, even in this field. Like, I, yeah. I trust Adam Shank to give me a top five or top ten finish, way more so than I do Andrew Putnam. Even though Andrew Putnam's done it here twice, I get that. But you know, last year's fifth place finish really impressive for Andrew Putnam in a, in a tour championship caliber field with 125 guys. Okay. The other finishes, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like Putnam. Um, we could go Putnam if you want. I mean, it's a good pick. I just, man, I'm just saying. Okay. I am. I really want to go Ben Griffin, but I don't know if I want to go that cheap. I don't want to. I don't want to do Ben Griffin. He can score. Uh, I just don't. Do we? Do we go? Do we look at Lee Hodges? I was kind of looking at Lee. I mean, Lee at 65 feels really good. He was so impressive in that win, and he's been good. It's not like that win was. I mean, I had been talking about him it's not like it just Mm -hmm. showed up out of nowhere i I think we go lee hodges in here lee hodges um okay yeah i was uh i was kind of looking at it too all right so i got one more you got one more um I'm going to go back. I've, again, just thinking upside, four days guaranteed. Pissed a lot of people off last week. I'm going back to Alex Smalley, 6,800. Okay. Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe people are pissed. But I mean, we've seen some, we've seen some of his high finishes and what he can do. Yeah. All right. Well, I just, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go with Mr. I make every single cut, and I came out of nowhere really at the beginning of the year, Eric Cole at 6,900. Yeah. yeah. So. I think in terms of popular plays, I think Putnam for sure. Shank may also be popular. I could see possibly the Todd father, possibly Cole. Yeah. Those, are some, those are some chalky plays. And again, 6K range, similar to the 7K, 8K range, like, I don't know that in DFS it makes a ton of sense to play one of these guys if they're going to be uber chalky. And they're probably, they probably won't be, but you could probably make a case to fade anyone here based on chalk for yeah. sure. So it's Detri, Svensson, Schink, Hodges, Smalley, and Cole. I would say that's a pretty good capture of my six favorite too. I mean, yeah, Putnam was in there, but just it does feel like... I don't know. Putnam just feels like a... What is Putnam? He just feels like the biggest... I don't know what what can I relate it to. He just feels so not memorable, just not, or not like yeah. not just. There's nothing. There's just nothing. It's just nothing. Like yeah, he could be 
he's like a he's like a thing in your like there's some things <laughs> in my house like there's things in my house that if my wife showed me a picture of those things like maybe it's a de- decoration item you know or a picture or something if she just like out of context was like is this and showed me a picture of it is this in our house yes or no i would be like no no absolutely not <laughs> it's literally hanging above like my mirror in the bathroom or something like and i would have no effing clue it was there that's andrew mm. putnam he's just a just one of those things that you have no idea if you actually even could pick it out of a lineup I kind of feel like that was when uh, the last couple time or last couple tournaments when Snedeker was in the field. Yeah. And I just had no clue. All of a sudden, like the first day he was up there on the leaderboard, I had no clue he was even in the field. Yeah, but at least at one point, Snedeker was a guy. You know, like he was a guy True. who won. Yeah. He was on. Well, Putnam's also got, because isn't there another Putnam? Two Putnam? Are there two Putnams? Are you doing this to me right now? Is, is there really one that I don't know of and I can't remember? Or maybe I get Putnam and uh, no, maybe this it's it's Putnam and there's somebody else I get confused with Putnam. He's definitely one of those guys. He's one of those yeah. PJ Tour guys that you're like, okay, is he that one or is he that one? And it's just yeah. two square dudes. Yeah. It, it, maybe there's not two Putnams, but there's two Andrews or something like that. Well, there's just yes, there's two Andrews. <laughs> there's Andrew <laughs> Novak. Andrew Novak. No, no, no. Andrew Landry. Andrew Landry. Ugh, really? Andrew Landry? Landry, Landry and Putnam always just kind of feel like the same to me. Dude, there, there is one, that's one guy I've completely, like, just dumped from my memory is Andrew Landry. Yeah. I don't, I'll never need to know he exists again. I know. <laughs> R.I.P., though. I mean, good run. He won that one event out of nowhere, didn't he? Yeah. Was Rory in that event? What the, the year, the, the tournament Andrew Landry won, did he, I feel like he, like, took down some stud. And everybody's like, he, what the f- he probably did. God, freaking Landry. Um, Is that the? Uh, I don't know. Is that the American Express? I think it was. Actually, that's a good call. That's a that's a really good pull. If that's right, I'm looking it up right now. Andrew Landry. Yep, won the Amex in 2020. Yep. Oh, believe it or not, also won the Valero Texas Open. I would have lost all my yeah. money if you just said how many wins does Andrew Landry have. I just said one. That year at the Amex. Huh. He beat Abraham Answer, which is not the name I was thinking of, but he beat Scotty Scheffler. But that was That's before that was yeah. before Scotty was Scotty, like really Scotty. He also beat your boy Bud Colley. Bud. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Andrew Landry. Maybe it was the Valero. I feel like there was like let's see. Nope, that was definitely not the Valero. Nobody cool there. Okay. Anyway, that's enough talk at the end of this one. Thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget the Sobat Masters giveaway. Get in that description and get it done. Join us on some best ball drafts on Underdog. Let's have a great week, and may your screens be green. See ya!